Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to a very, very special edition of the Pinkin.com Norris City podcast. One of those that we've brought you uh, an interview and hopefully an exclusive interview that you will have been wanting to hear. It's certainly been an interview that since I started in this role, people have been asking for and one that we've been working hard on for a little while to make happen. Um, it has happened finally. So this is a brilliant chat with former Norwich City manager Martin O'Neill, who obviously had two spells as a player in the 80s before becoming manager in 1995. Um, Everyone has heard the tale, haven't they? I'll just say the names. Martin O'Neill, Robert Chase, Dean Windass. We've all heard that. It's a Norwich City tale as old as time. It's become a little bit of uh, of, of legend, hasn't it? If you, if you want to use it like that. Um, I, I speak to Martin in this uh, in this 40-minute chat about, about all of those things, about how he left the club under a little bit of a cloud during uh, that era under Robert Chase, his time as a player, some of his regrets about how he left Norwich probably in, in all of his spells. Um, there's some, some brilliant reminiscing, uh, reminiscing in there about his memories at the football club, some famous goals he scored, perhaps most notably a free kick against Ipswich Town um, in an East Anglian derby at, Port, uh, at Portman Road, which was uh, something that was uh, fondly remembered um, by uh, certain family members when I told them I was uh, I was speaking to Martin O'Neill. And of course, all of this is because Martin has a new book uh, out, which is called On Days Like These, where he goes into detail about not just his spell at Norwich City, but also his uh, illustrious managerial and football career that saw him play under Brian Clough at Nottingham Forest. He then, of course, after a 10-year spell there, moved to Norwich City uh, to work under Ken Brown before going to Manchester City to work with John Bond, heading back to Norwich City to help with the, the crucial promotion and playing for Notts County and, and a few other clubs as well before moving into management, uh, most notably Wickham Wanderers, then on to Norwich City, of course. He then went on to Leicester, managed Celtic, Aston Villa, Sunderland, uh, Nottingham Forest, of course. Some some wonderful uh, managerial spells in there. Did, did really good jobs at the vast majority of clubs that he that he coached and he's uh, fondly remembered in the world of football uh, his book of course now available to buy at all good retailers a, a really good um, present for Christmas and having had uh, having had a copy and having read a copy I can definitely recommend it uh, certainly if you're fans of that Norwich City vintage some wonderful stories in there um, that we we kind of touch upon in this chat so uh, do get do get yourself down to um, to a shop and uh, and check that one out but without further ado ado uh, here is my chat with former Norwich City player and manager Martin O'Neill. Enjoy. Then I shall I shall refresh your granddad about these things. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. So yeah, I mean, free free spells at, <laughs> at Norwich City. Let's kind of start with with a general sort of overlook uh, of it. How, yeah. how do you reflect on on your time, kind of now? Once once it's we're, we're kind of sat here now, and it's it's done and, and and kind of over with. Free spells, two as a player, one as a manager. How do you look back on that? Okay. Well, the the, the first spell as a player. I came down. I had I had ten years at Nottingham Forest, so any move to another club was going to be really strange, really strange indeed. And then I I go to Norwich, who haven't won too many games in the last number number of months, and so why do I want to change all that? 
And I often wondered that myself as well too. Why would I want to do this? Uh, but Norwich were Norwich were really persistent and wanted me to come to the football club. That, you know, believe it or not, that is still that stage. It's still a major pull for 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 players or for people. Mm-hmm. You know, to, to the, the the thought that the thought that you were really wanted at this club. And my time had probably run at Nottingham Forest. You know, um, the team was changing. Not, lots of lots of players were leaving at that particular time. No longer. Was that sort of success guaranteed in any in any aspect? So to go to um, to go to Norwich then, even though it was going to be a struggle, if I tell you that in terms of lifelong friendships with people that I've had with the likes of Joe Royal, that I've had with Mickey Maguire, that might tell you the 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 sort of the the, the what shall I say the camaraderie that was around the football club, and you wouldn't have thought. You wouldn't have thought that they were in the position that they were when I when I joined. You know, there was still a there was still a bit of spirit. Players had obviously lost a bit of confidence, and I I thought that I could um, I could maybe um, uh, uh, maybe what shall I say? Uh, inspire is too strong a word, but certainly maybe help them regain that confidence. Anyway, the long and the short of it is that. Um, I suppose because there was only 11 games left that season and I didn't, uh, and they were in such a precarious position, I suppose rather selfishly, I I, I, I asked for a get-out clause in that sense, you know, having spent some the last couple of years with Nottingham Forest and at the upper echelons of the league, then I suppose maybe didn't didn't think it was going to be my fault that, uh, that if the team went down, although you never know. But um, and then, um, but if we had stayed up that season and we nearly we made a fist of it by winning four consecutive games and then lost the last game, although it didn't, it, that wouldn't have counted really, even though Leicester beat us because Sunderland went up and Sunderland won a game at Liverpool, which you weren't weren't really expected to do. Mm. But um, and uh, but I had I had a sort of a get out clause. But if 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 uh, if Norwich had stayed up. I definitely stayed. I had really a good rapport with it, not just the fans, but with the players. Genuinely loved it, and um, and uh, it was just, it was just, um, it was a whirlwind uh, couple of months for me. You know, from from that time to the end of the season. So it was with a, a, a lot of regret that I, I left the club to go to Manchester City, and then. Uh, John Bond and I perhaps maybe didn't get on all that famously. Um, I didn't. Uh, I perhaps I didn't play well enough at um, at Manchester City either. You know some of those things that can happen. But even so, the opportunity to come back second time for Norwich and uh, try and get them promotion, and and uh, I did that. And really, I suppose there was a, a possible selfish reason as well too that the World Cup was. Uh, was coming up for for Northern Ireland. We were in Spain at the time, where we were going to be playing in Spain, so that would have been a big pull. But I have to say, perhaps maybe the, my couple of spells at Norwich as a player were unbelievably enjoyable, really enjoyable, and perhaps actually as an individual may well have been my 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 you know individually playing uh, really couldn't have enjoyed it any more than I did do. Help get the team up. We got uh, we got promotion on the last day at Sheffield Wednesday, and um, and so the two spells there, I I look back genuinely on really with 
really fond memories of it, mm. and I and I actually played really well in the in the two spells as well too. So that's as much boosting as you'll get from me. But I did really well, and um, and so um, and so we uh, we got promotion, and it was it was just a brilliant end of the season. Yeah, I, I mean, I was I was, I was going to ask around kind of the shift in in managers that you work for because you you obviously went from Brian Clough to to Ken Brown. They're they're very mm-hmm. very different. Uh, well, styles and, and, and people and, uh, and managers. How how did you find that? Because I would imagine after such a long time at Nottingham Forest and with Brian Clough, it was not just a big change, changing clubs, but also kind of working under a different manager, particularly someone who perhaps had a completely different approach to, to management. Okay, absolutely. You know, when uh, under Brian Clough, we obviously had a, had a, a number of years of on parallel success it was really really terrific and you were very much part of that team yeah. here I, I i felt in many aspects that i got a i got a feeling under ken that you know that i could go and express myself first of all i, I kind of played center midfield which is a pl- place i was probably yearning for to play there and i felt that that was and i could play sometimes i could just play off the center forward in a more advanced role so all of those things seemed to suit me individually and in that aspect um, it was really fine of course you're talking about two different personalities um uh, yeah ken had um ken had a very happy go lucky um uh what shall i say a view of life which mm-hmm. is good and it was uh and he he nearly always had a smile on his face so it was good i worked with mel Metchen, who was um who was a, a a splendid coach really splendid coach mel totally different personality to to ken but the two of them worked well together and and i i genuinely prospered under the two of them as well too so that that that, that must say something for it yeah absolutely i mean um it, it must have been Certainly, from a Norwich perspective, I know I know kind of family members that I've spoken about or spoken to who are Norwich fans about you and talk about the fact that this was a, a, a European winner coming to to Norwich City. I mean, you went from winning the the European Cup, didn't you, to to playing in a side that got relegated pretty quickly. I mean, was there was there ever a point where you kind of wondered what what am I doing joining the club that was in no, in a relegation I, I, battle? No, I didn't. I didn't. I I perhaps gave that some thought beforehand. Mm. Uh, you know, the fact is, I remember. Uh, I remember watching when, uh, when uh, in my before going there in the very first place, uh, Norwich City played on a Friday night against uh, Birmingham City, mm. and uh, and I said to Ken a couple of nights before that there, I said I'll come down and watch that game, and Ken said, Oh no, I don't think it'll bother. So I, and uh, and they were well and truly beaten that evening against against Birmingham City, and I remember my brother phoning me and saying that's a relegation result if ever there's a relegation <laughs> result and um, and it's true and yet despite all of that you know i got uh, sir arthur south called me and i i suppose i would have stayed at forest uh, and my very last game ever was against arsenal for forest and i scored twice in the game and had brian clough and peter taylor said listen we want you to stay on i probably would have done Mm. But the minute the minute they said no, no, uh, we've accepted the offer from Norwich, and you can go and speak to them now if that's the case, or you can go and sign for them. 
uh, then I thought, well, okay, that's what they want to do, and, and I'm going to do it. But I, after that, I didn't really give, um, I didn't give the the, um, the precarious position of Norwich any more than I thought. I thought we can win enough games here, and had we started the season the way in which we finished, we wouldn't have been that far off a European place. But that's beside the point. The side was only eleven games from me, and. Um, and the opportunity to go to um, to Manchester City back in the big league again uh, was probably was probably too big a pull. I felt as if that um, Norwich City then got an extra twenty five thousand pounds for me, so I thought that covered all sorts of expenses anyway in many aspects. And I, I tried to justify it in my mind, if nothing else. But uh, no, but coming back to Norwich for the for the my second spell there was uh, was truly terrific and. Uh, uh, I, you know, when I look back at at my career in terms of playing, I couldn't be more pleased that I did that at the time because um, um, I think Norwich were languishing about maybe about 16th or 17th in the league or whatever it was. But I felt, and it was the first season that three points were in for a win. So I felt that we could get the requisite number of wins from our last 20 odd games to, to get promotion. And which, as it turns out, we did. Yeah, it's, it's it's really interesting because from from both your spells as a player, but, but probably also as a manager as well, but which we'll, which we'll come on to. But particularly as a, as a player, it feels like there's there's maybe a, an element of I don't know sadness is the right word or regret that perhaps you had to leave both times because it, it did feel like it really kind of gripped you that football club and, and the spells I, you had. I, there. Absolutely, no doubt at all about it. And it is, <clears throat> and when I. And when I go down to Norwich, which I I, I visited a couple of times uh, to watch West Hulahan play, you know, when when I was looking for the Republic of Ireland players, and when I went down there, I always treated with uh, a, a, a lot of respect, which I, I like, and obviously Delia um, uh, <clears throat> gives me a place at her table at times. But it just, I, I, I mean, in general, it is really nice. I mean, I, I I've I've gone there for what you know. Uh, I've been away from the football club even as a manager for 20 or 25 years, mm-hmm. maybe maybe longer now. So from that viewpoint, it's um, it is really nice to come back. And Carroll Road has has um, some decent changes certainly since I was a player. But overall, just just uh, just treat it with a um, you know a lot of a lot of graciousness. Yeah, and I've 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 been asked to, to mention a goal against Ipswich, which I believe was a free kick, wasn't it? Um, how much do you remember of, of that one? Because as you know, in these parts, that's that's a very big deal to beat Ipswich Town and, well, and if, to score the winning goal as well. Absolutely. Well, it was around. It was it was the big game. It was at Portman Road, and it was in the last minute of the game as well too. And uh, and I have the free kick. I bend it with the outside of my foot. And I think it was Paul Cooper was in goal, and I stick it into the very corner of the net, and that was that was just fantastic. That was like that was like scoring the winning goal in an old firm game, as far as I was concerned. It was terrific, and um, and the celebrations for, for us on the on the field of play, and and for obviously the the travelling Norwich contingent was just remarkable. Really, it was really terrific. And even funnily enough, I I was at a, a function. About uh, about six months ago, maybe slightly slightly longer than that. There, up at um, 
up at uh, St George's Park. There was a, a function for the League Managers Association, and I was at a table with a Norwich City fan. And the first thing he said, "What about that goal at Ipswich?" And I thought, "Gee!" And he didn't look old enough to to remember it. So perhaps maybe it was his father was telling him about it, you know. But it was uh, it was a great moment, great great moment. So if nothing else, at least I scored the winning goal in the um, in the uh, in the derby game. Yeah, and, and that gets you remembered in these parts, that's for sure. It's, it's, absolutely, you know. absolutely. Cannot be forgotten for that. Mm, absolutely. I mean, I mean, the fans more, more generally as, as a player, what did, what did you kind of make of them? Because I think a lot of them have really fond memories of you, well, both as, as a player and obviously in the short spell as a manager, but particularly I, I, for the impact that you had in that second season when you arrived and, and helped them get promotion. I think that 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 was really terrific. I felt as if I I actually owed the club that in the sense of of having left it after uh, after the um, the previous season. So to so to get back there, the way it worked out for me was really terrific, Connor. Really, really terrific in the sense that uh, you know uh, coming back at the time I did. Uh, playing, uh, playing, believe it or not, as well as I did at the time, and, get, and getting promotion. So we went in the next season. Uh, this was 1982, mm-hmm. um, 83, and um, really, you know, just. Uh, it, like everything else, sometimes things turn a little bit sour. I mentioned it there in in, in the book, and it, and it should never have been. It really shouldn't have been. And uh, even when I went for. Um, when um, when uh, Notts County were, um, I went to a tribunal, and I actually, honestly, I remember, I remember, I travelled, I travelled to the tribunal from Norwich, and I felt even at that tribunal, um, I I wish that um, if we could have come to an agreement again, and maybe it gone too far at that time, I wouldn't have minded travelling back with some of the Norwich board members back on that uh, on that uh, train to. Uh, Back to uh, to um, to Norwich. You know, I would like to have done that. I shouldn't again. I probably became a bit uh, a bit too hasty. I I just I felt that um, I felt that um, you know when I was told that I would be putting my money right, and money has never been a, a, a driving force for me. Never has been. Um, then I just I just felt uh, uh, a little bit disappointed in that. But I shouldn't never shouldn't let your disappointment uh, you know rule your uh, Rule your whole thinking, particularly. So it was a, my, my thinking was a bit skewed at the time, and I wish, I wish that um, I wish I, I'd like to have stayed in a way at Norwich. So because I missed out the League Cup final. So there yeah. you go. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, just just on uh, Ken. I mean, I'm sure you get asked this all the time in terms of bits that you've taken from other managers. But have you uh, have you taken any bits from that you learnt from from Ken at your time at Norwich in terms of how to deal with people and how to manage a club? Did you take any of that into your career? I, 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 yeah, Ken had a Ken had a very easy way with him. You know, he was he was incredibly likable. You you couldn't you couldn't really fall out with Ken, even even when he if he would. To give you, if he was to give you some sort of rollick, and you felt as if to say that that you you never really took it as personally, perhaps as 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 I used to do when uh, when it was being dished out at Nottingham Forest, <laughs> and um, and generally uh, Ken was in a in a, in a in more of a praising uh, part to his game, you know. If, 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 uh, and some of the things that he said to me after matches were were you know, obviously you, you exhilarate you in many aspects. You know, certainly make you feel as if that you are a real proper player. And I remember he and um, 
he and Mel Maxon telling me after a game in which we had lost that I had been terrific in the game. So that does make you feel excellent. So he had a, he had a good warm way with uh, with him. Ken did. He definitely had that. And of course, alongside Mel Machen, who was just a, a really brilliant coach, totally different personality. Um, Mel, you never knew what uh, what he was thinking, really. Uh, mm. And uh, Ken, you felt as if you, you were his best friend all, all, all his life, you know? Yeah, and it, it, felt, it felt like, having read the book and, and sort of reading you speak about how it ended at Forest, that maybe you needed that at that point a little bit? You needed that kind of I, um, praise and, I, I, and love a little I bit? Think, I think that that's probably true. You know, mm. I, I, I probably shouldn't be admitting this here. I should be a, a bigger boy now, but I think that's probably true. And the very fact that uh, that they come down and, and, and thought that you really were a, a, a really decent footballer um, and, and to be told that on occasion, and as quickly as I was told, of course, it makes you, it, 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 it certainly gives you a lift. And to be told that among uh, the rest of the players in the dressing room is, is really uplifting. Mm, absolutely. It's, it's funny how football works, isn't it? Because you, you end up coming back as a, a manager when, when that phone call or whatever it would have been arrived saying that there was interest from Norwich City and obviously you were at Wickham at the time and did a very good job there over 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 five years um what what, what was that like as a decision to make did you have yes. to think about it and did yeah. you have to give it serious thought no 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 I no I did not I I didn't uh, Norwich had changed from that time obviously to a new training ground I I had been my, my times as a player was up at Trois mm-hmm. training ground and here we've moved to a, to a different place to see the number of football pitches there in that vicinity to see a new and it certainly moved into you know a, a sort of um, a sort of a a modern day outlook, a modern day approach, which was which was great. Naturally, disappointment throughout the football club that that um, that relegation had, had had happened. When in actual fact, in all honesty, it shouldn't really have done. So I'm getting the I'm I'm picking up the pieces really from a, from a group of players that probably early on felt that they shouldn't be playing in this league, but unfortunately they were. And um, and I honestly think. That I had, um, and I, again, maybe making too much of uh, of the Dean Windus thing. There were enough good players at Norwich for me to recognise to recognise the fact that we we could we would definitely be in the shake up for promotion, and we could ease. That well, let me put it this way: there was, in terms of playing, there was very very little difference, as I noticed, between uh, the Norwich City players and the Leicester City players. Mm-hmm. Very, very, very little difference in, in that sense. Both buying, uh, certainly, if, if not immediately for automatic promotion, which Norwich should have been thinking about anyway, but obviously getting getting into the playoffs, which I don't think would have been a problem. And in actual fact, Norwich possessed at that stage one or two players that that uh, really were were excellent, really excellent. And the very fact that um, you had a young lad, Darren Eady, for yeah. a start, that I thought the world of, and um, and eventually I signed Spencer Pryor as well to Robert Ollerthorne, players like this here, players that I I felt were you know, were good enough not just for not just for the old championship or the second division as it were, but to actually go and play in the Premier League. And had Darren Eady not not suffered the injuries he did, and Robert as well too, at, uh, and both and both uh, suffered injuries at at, um, at Leicester City, then they would they would have gone on to prove themselves. Big players, and particularly Darren Eady, who had uh, who had the heart the size of a lion, 
pace to burn and and was just uh, he was my type of player. Yeah, it's, it's a really interesting squad that you inherited because you had some of the players that were left from that famous European, or famous in these parts, but European run where, where they beat Bayern Munich. You had young players, you mentioned Darren Eady, but it was at a club that had been relegated. How difficult is that challenge as a manager to walk into a club that is kind of on its knees a little bit and, and needs a, a lift? Or was that something that you really relished? Oh, I, I, yes, but but I, I kind of I, I kind of felt what the players were feeling at the time, or, or I, I certainly seemed to to know what they were feeling because remember it wasn't that long ago since they were since they were playing European football, yeah. getting big results there, absolutely big results, and now suddenly they find themselves catapulted into the into the into the second division or the, or the you know whatever it was called at that time and uh, and a, a kind of disbelief among the players that this could have happened and it happened so rapidly as well to the, 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 the second half of that season they were relegated it was just like a like a fall from grace like it's mm. you know like a falling off the precipice and so you so you have to sort of pick them up and regain confidence but I, that's part of my job and I, I I never felt that that was going to be uh, uh, I never felt that that was going to be the most difficult thing. One or two players, perhaps, that like everything else, when you come in, that you're not everyone's cup of tea. That you know, one or two players might reel against what you're, uh, you know, possibly even training methods, possibly the 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 way of enticing them to play or cajoling them into playing in the manner in which you want them to do. But overall, I know. With with very few exceptions, the players uh, the players were accepting of 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 what we were saying, and I, I you know as I said to you that I genuinely believe that had I stayed there, even even forgetting about the uh, and this is I suppose a bit part of it all, had I stayed there, I honestly think that uh, regardless of whether Dean Windus came to the football club or didn't, that we had we had the wherewithal to get promotion ourselves. Yeah, I, I know. I'll obviously get onto the, the the chase stuff in a moment, but I mean, did did you see the or, or did you make the connection? Did it matter to you that you'd played for Norwich as a player and then suddenly you became the manager? Did did that connection mean anything to you at all? Oh, or like you say, because well, the club had yes, changed. You know, it, it, even for the short periods of time that I, that I was there, both two as a player and one as a manager, gosh, you might it could hardly add up to a cup of tea. Mm. But yet, um, but yet, uh, yeah. I honestly really enjoyed it, enjoyed it immensely. And you know what? There was part of me didn't even mind the the um, the uh, what do you call it the uh, the tete-a-tetes with uh, with uh, Robert himself, you know. And uh, I try and mention something, try and win a couple of brownie points here, and then he would become in interjecting with something else. But uh, yeah, I you know. Hey, listen, hindsight's a wonderful thing, but uh, maybe sometimes if I just uh, uh, get control of myself and then say, listen, these things can happen, forget about it, and uh, and just just deal just deal with what's there in front of you, and if you're not going to get your way, don't go don't go off in a huff, you know that's too bad, and uh, and deal with it and get on with it. And um, you know, maybe, maybe I sometimes learn these lessons too late in life. Yeah, I mean, I was that was one of the questions I was going to ask you really in terms of, I mean, I mean, is regret too strong a word? Do you, do you regret how that all sort of panned I, out? Yeah, you know, do you know what? At the time, I, I I'd. Um, I got into one of those things that I felt that it was only because I didn't I didn't think that uh, that uh, that uh, Mr. Chase had chased up on the on the um, 
on the whole Dean Winder situation, and I felt that was, you know, that was a, a bit uncomfortable. But if I, if if I was to analyse it now, if I could put myself back in there again, I wouldn't. Uh, one, I would have not. Um, I would have not remonstrated at the board meeting. I wouldn't have done those particular things. Remember, it's, I'm the same. I'm the same players, person that quite a number of years earlier stormed into a, stormed into yes. a board meeting that Sir Arthur South was uh, was uh, was holding one evening in in a in a summer evening in uh, way back in nineteen. Uh, in 1982, so um, so from that viewpoint, I think that um, you know just uh, just get hold of yourself and uh, and um, and look at it from a from from another perspective, perhaps. Yeah, I mean, um, Robert Chase is is, is someone who who uh, is very controversial. I think that's that's maybe an understatement in terms of Norwich City's yeah. history. Um, there yeah. were, you, you were obviously manager at a time where there were protests outside and there was a lot of fan unrest. I mean, you, you must have felt that all of these things probably make life a, a little bit more difficult for you as a, a manager trying to pick up a football club and trying to get them promoted. I, I, um, yes, I mean sometimes you just have to divorce yourself from 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 uh, from that. Mm. I felt as if I had genuinely, and this is one of the most important things. Felt genuinely, I had the crowd on my side. Not not every not every moment of of uh, of my managerial time there was a beautiful moment. It wasn't. We we lost a game against Leicester City. Uh, one nil in a match that I felt that we should have we should have won that could easily have won that game, and we lost that 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 match at Carrow Road. But there were other games where we were we were resoundingly good, and and we were getting on a little bit of a, a league cup run. We won this big game at um, at Bradford City one evening, and where we had we we after the match was over, we stopped off in a, in a, a restaurant in Bradford. And by the time that we got home. To Norwich, it must have been at least five o'clock in the morning or something. I guess here, but it was wonderful. You know, it's just a great, great feeling, and the players were really up for the game. And we'd won, the, we we won a big game, and it might only have been Bradford City, but it was a really important for us. And we were getting things together. Genuinely, think we were getting, and we had a whole half of the season, um, you know, from from uh, from Christmas onwards, you know, to to put a couple of um, a, a couple of things right. And and we didn't need that much of a we didn't need that much of an overhaul to 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 get promotion. That's 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 my view. And honestly, I still feel that at the time that uh, when Leicester got promotion, um, myself there with it, uh, it could easily have been Norwich as well. Yeah, I think a, a lot of fans look at the obviously the the period where where you kind of left the club and, and feel that that was a real kind of sliding doors moment for for the football club mm-hmm. as a whole because it it did feel like for uh, I think even short period even as, even though as you say it wasn't all pretty that there was a sense that actually in terms of on the pitch it was moving back in the right direction again and maybe that was a obviously out of your control but obviously a, a derailing in terms of the the on pitch progress uh, as well is that a sense yeah. that you get in terms of that maybe being yeah. a, a missed <clears throat> moment for the football club in terms of what what could have been achieved yeah, I, 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 th- I think so. I think that, um, I, well, I, again, I'll reiterate. I think that we would definitely be no question. We'd have been in, in the in the shake up. We had we had too many really decent players at Norwich, and and I think that they had kind of proved themselves. The difficulty, the the, the psychological difficulty, is certainly early part of a season with with players who have just been relegated who don't feel. 
that that they should have gone down. And I think getting their minds adjusted to the games that they're going to be playing, they are not going to travel to Old Trafford next Saturday. They are not going to go to Anfield. They are not playing at Carrow Road against Tottenham Hotspur. They are going to different different venues with different outlooks and, and, and different scenarios completely. It's getting players' heads around that as quickly as possible. Now, you can have worked some pre-season, and I had a couple of weeks of pre-season with them. That's fine. But nothing, nothing puts you in your mind at all. It's a bit like taking penalty kicks. You can do, you can have all sorts of scenarios in your mind. But when you open up that season and you're not opening that up, and we're going to Kenilworth Road for our first game of the season. Well, great victory. And there's no question about it. We played so strongly and, and brilliantly that particular day. But, you know, we, that's the players have to get their minds round. That this is that this is this is going to be a tough old season ahead, and the quicker you can get your mind around that, that you are not visiting unless you're drawn in the cup match, you will not be going to Goodison Park this season. Sorry, mate, that that's your fault. You 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 you, you didn't win enough games at the back end of last season to do that. But once you get your mind around that, and it does take a number of weeks, regardless of what results are going your way or not going your way, it does, once you've got your mind around that, then you can start making making forward moves. Absolutely. Um, just just very quickly on uh, on this. I mean, as, as I mentioned right right at the start, that that tale around Dean Windass feels like it's. Um, gone around everyone kind of uh, certainly from an Ori City persuasion knows it and, 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 and gets it so from your perspective how do you kind of see how that panned out because I guess that was maybe the thing that, that tipped you over the edge in terms of the, that made you realise it was it was yeah, going to be a real real struggle to work under the conditions yeah, that you're yes, in. Yes it, it, it did it's, it, it's, um, people can pick seminal moments and you can t- you can uh, you can talk about certain things that did yes it, it did become it did become an issue and uh, if I had to do if I had to do my time over again, I would have made it less of an issue and just get on with things and um, and really try to force and get uh, and get um, uh, and get Norwich City into into back into the big the big league. That's really you know uh, yeah hindsight's a wonderful thing. My wife keeps telling me she's the only woman that has it and. Um, <laughs> I'm very, very lucky to do that, but uh, unfortunately, it's something that doesn't belong to me. And uh, but I would, yeah, absolutely. Would I do something differently now? Of course. Would I have gone and charged into a, a board meeting then at that particular stage? No, no, I wouldn't have done. Um, I would have been disappointed that uh, that uh, some of the instructions that I had asked for hadn't been carried out. That's true. But listen, honestly, there were enough things to be getting on with, and. Um, and it became a bit of a bone of contention, and I I, I wish that um, it had worked out differently at the time. As it turns out, I went to Leicester City, had a real struggle to win some football matches, and the crowd were <laughs> the crowd weren't uh, weren't too happy with me at that that stage. So all of that was having an effect on me, and that, no question about it. But I know this from my own experiences now that the Norwich situation, which I couldn't get out of my head, definitely affected my my early days at uh, at Leicester City and could have affected uh, could have affected my my tenure there at Fulbright Street. Mm, absolutely. I mean, did you ever have any situation after you left Norwich where you saw Robert Chase again? Was there ever that no, kind of situation? No, no, never, never did, never no. did, absolutely, never did, uh, absolutely, no. And I think I think when Martin George, the chairman, and here's the whole point about it, 
uh, and I, I was speaking to Martin George uh, just recently. Martin George celebrated his 80th birthday. He was the chairman of Leicester City. And I went to his 80th birthday party, which was really nice, a, a nice occasion, only, only a few weeks ago. And he said that when he was dealing with, with um, Robert Chase, and here was something, and I... And I Seriously, this is this is true. He said that Robert Chase was incredibly complimentary about me as as a manager at the club, mm. and which honestly he was so really was so uh, that um, that took me aback a little bit as well too. So I'm um, so I'm I, I'm even more regretful now than ever before. God Almighty, I'm I, I'm an absolute soulful wreck now. You know so. <laughs> You know, so there you are. So honestly, when he was speaking um, about me, you know, when uh, when I was coming to Leicester, that Robert Chase was incredibly complimentary about me. So that was, um, I know, right, okay. So there you go. Mm, absolutely. I mean, just to 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 bring it up to modern day, because I mean, some of the stuff that you've mentioned there in terms of transport or trying to transform a group after relegation. I mean, that's that's obviously really similar to the situation that Dean Smith and Norwich find themselves in the uh, in at the moment mm-hmm. after after yeah. relegation they've they've maybe had a bit of an inconsistent start and I, I guess from your perspective from a manager's perspective you put that down to maybe everyone likes to use the term hangover I don't know if, the, if it's the right one but that, yeah, yeah, that kind yeah. of I, shift I, yeah absolutely I would do but you, you have to get over that seriously as quickly as you possibly can and you might be excuse me you might be into the season for maybe 10 or 11 games but once you start to realise I'm sorry lads this, this is it this is it this is going to be a tough old time again and really hard and you really have to just adjust you just have to knuckle down and get on with it you know and and there are moments where you really you are actually going to have to play like this you're going to have to play at the top of your game not just for a Saturday afternoon but for a Tuesday evening for a Wednesday evening for a Sunday afternoon you're going to have to and you're going to have that all the time so here there's been a little break you know for the World Cup now you get back at it and it just has to be really focused from here on in and that's that's it but Norwich City have done it they've done it before they can do it again they, they you know and and if they can get up and it's not going to be easy, regardless of whether you've had some uh, Premier League experience. That counts for, honestly, do you know what? It counts for very little when you're in the, yeah. when you're absolutely, you know, battling away it, not on a on a Tuesday night somewhere. Um, but really, you've got to just get your head down, get on with it, and um, and really, Norwich City can make it. They can make it again, which would be fantastic. And the last thing you want to be is a club that's, you know, going up. Is maybe too good for the uh, the championship, and seemingly not good enough for the from the Premier League. That's the way it is. Looks from afar. It's certainly over the last the last uh, the last few years, but that's the case. But getting back out of this league is 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 not easy, but it can be done. Mm, just just finally, obviously, uh, Dean Smith, someone who, who managed Aston Villa as well, one of, one of your your other former mm-hmm. clubs. Um, yeah. What, what what do you make of of him? Have, have you had many encounters with him in terms of I, uh, yes. as a manager? Oh, D- Dean, <coughs> Dean, yes. I when I went to when I was at um, the Republic of Ireland manager, I um, uh, Brentford had a, a player, a little a little lad, lad called Judge, who played for yeah. them at the time before serious injury. And um, I used to enjoy going to Griffin Park to watch Brentford under under Dean Smith. I thought they played some really attractive football, really really nice. 
and um, and they were a nice team to watch. So it was no, it didn't become a major surprise to me when when he he got the opportunity to go and manage at Aston Villa, which is his boyhood club. And um, yeah, so really, Dean knows what to do. He knows he's he's uh, he's been. He's been in this league uh, before, with obviously with Brentford, and and he knows the, you know he obviously knows the expectations now of of Norwich City particularly, and and I think that um, uh, I think that you know just it's this coming to terms with and the players coming to terms, which I'm sure now if they haven't come to terms with by Christmas, they'll never come to terms with it. But I, I think that they will do. And I think that um, uh, just getting a consistency, a consistency of results, just just moving again. There's there's nothing separating quite a number of the teams. You would not Norwich or Escape will have beaten any of those sides as, as, as the sides might be able to nick a result off Norwich as well. It's just winning. It's, you know what? It's just starting again here immediately. Getting, getting the team completely focused. All the things that Dean Smith doesn't need me to tell him. He, he knows that himself. He's a loads of experience. But Norwich can do it, absolutely. Just a final one from me. I think um, Norwich fans would, would, would be disappointed if I didn't ask you about Wes Houlihan, someone who's so popular. Obviously, you managed him as, as a Republic of Ireland manager. What, what did you make of him, both as a, as a person and a player? Because I think he's absolutely uh, as adored a person, here. As a person, Wes is a really good lad really genuinely good lad he had a, a lot of natural talent um not not physically the strongest in the world sometimes that you know if that's the case and uh, um, made had performed when he, he he didn't always start in my games here because sometimes we needed a little bit more physicality certainly early on we could come in and maybe change a game but when he did start in one or two games one game i remember our first game Against Sweden in uh, in Paris mm. in the in the Euros in 2016, where he scored the most fantastic goal. Wes scored a goal, and um, and honestly, you talk about you know you could have you could have raced onto that pitch and, and hugged him. Really, it was a <laughs> terrific goal, a great moment for him. And then, would you believe it? Fast forward a couple of weeks, we're still in the competition, and then um, we are playing Italy. And we have, and Wes has a, this chance to win the game for us in the last couple of minutes. Misses the chance. I could have killed him then. <laughs> and would you believe it? The ball comes back to him and he whips in this cross that Robbie Brady comes in and heads into the net. So my, my mood with Wes has changed incredibly in the, <laughs> in the space of about 14 seconds. So uh, from instead of, instead of thinking, I'm, I'm, I'm going to wreck this lad when he comes into the dressing room to giving him another hug again for, for crossing the ball in for, uh, for um, Robbie Brady to, to score this diving header and take us into the last 16 of the competition. So Wes was a, and Wes was a, a, a you know, a genuine hero at, at Norwich. For all the uh, the um, the silky skills that he had, and um, and perhaps had he been, you know, uh, what six four inches bigger mm. and uh, about a stone and a half heavier, you know, he could apply this. Uh, he could apply this trade easily in the bigger league.
Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.